Hello, Screamer, and welcome to ScreamStream, your weekly spoiler-free guide to streaming horror entertainment. I'm your host, James Gass. Uh, if you're new to the show, what I do is pick a horror movie from, from one of the various streaming services and give it a spoiler-free review. ScreamStream is available wherever podcasts are served, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Those are the two most popular ones now. And a ton of other uh, podcast apps that you can download. Uh, we are pretty much everywhere. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash screamstream, or you can go over to my TeePublic uh, storefront where you can buy t-shirts uh, from various independent artists, and we all get a commission from that, uh, the artists and I. And then I also have two Screamstream original designs up there. I have like the the just the the letter logo the text logo then i also have one with the uh the tombstone and the hand coming up uh, i did order one of the text logo ones and as soon as it gets in i'll let you know how it is uh, now i have had several shirts from t public before i like the quality of the shirts they hold up really well uh, i've had two of them for like a year now uh, they are still going strong really good quality shirts actually uh, and if you want to check that out, head over to tpublic.com slash stores slash scream dash stream. I hate that URL, but I can't customize it. So, uh, yeah, head over there, buy some T-shirts, support the podcast and independent artists. So with all that said, let's go ahead and get into this week's review. So this week I'm reviewing The Last Man on Earth from 1964 and the reason I'm doing this one is because of a couple of, of listeners, uh, Eric Vasquez and Mervyn Stevenson, they both had kind of some similar ideas. Uh, Eric messaged me on Twitter and said, uh, you know, why not review some classic films every once in a while, along with some foreign films? I thought, yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, I'll start looking at some classics and and maybe do like a, a once a month I'll review a classic film and a foreign uh, foreign film and then Mervyn Stevenson over on the Facebook page uh, heard me mention the last man on earth was now added to Amazon Prime he's like hey that's a great film you ought to check it out so I was like okay well <laughs> so Eric suggested I review a classic film and Mervyn suggested I review last man on earth I was like why not do this once a month and so that's where we are so I went ahead and watched the film. I've never seen this before. I've only seen the version that was that starred Will Smith. And this is based on the novel I Am Legend written by Richard Matheson. And they've done three films. They've done this one, The Omega Man from the 70s, and then they did I Am Legend with uh, Will Smith. I vaguely remember that film. I remember I didn't like it very much. It just didn't really do it for me. Uh, and apparently it didn't it didn't stay with the book at all. So this one, however, I think kind of stuck with the book. I haven't read the book, but I'm just going by what I read on Wikipedia. Take it for a grain of salt. Uh, so this was written by William uh, Leicester, Richard Matheson, Ubaldo Rogana, and Furio Manetti. Now, interestingly enough, uh, all these people worked on the script, even Richard Matheson. However, he didn't like the script, so he forced them to change his credit to Logan Swanson. 
uh, because I guess he just was not happy with the way that the script came out. And this was directed by Ubaldo Regana and Sidney Salkow. Salkow? Yeah, Salkow. S-A-L-K-O-W. You know how I am with these names. Uh, this stars Vincent Price, uh, Franca Batoya, 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 maybe, Guy Como Rossi Stewart. Those are the top three build names. I know I butchered them. I'm sorry. It, it, you, you know how I am. I can't help it. I just butcher these names. I apologize. Uh, so for a brief plot synopsis, when a disease turns all of humanity into the living dead, the last male on Earth becomes a reluctant, reluctant vampire hunter. So, okay. Acting, of course, from Vincent Price is is great. There are a couple of times I thought he was a little one-note. But, I mean, it, it's Vincent Price. I can forgive him for that. And there's only a, a few scenes where I just thought the his acting kind of... Uh, wasn't on par with what he normally does. Uh, the supporting cast, however, was was pretty good, with the exception of the little girl who played his daughter. She was not that great. I know it's it's hard with with children and acting and getting them to to act the way you want them to, or say the lines the way you they need to, or just to kind of pull out those emotions from children. Uh, but she just was not very good when she was in the bed sick. It just wasn't what all it was cracked up to be. But that's okay. I mean, I, I'm able to look past that. The rest of the supporting cast did a really good job. So as for the story, uh, I I didn't know what to expect. I didn't watch any trailers for it. I just kind of went in blind. And uh, at first I thought, okay, this is a lot like I Am Legend. and It's probably going to be the same thing. However, we get to a scene where we have a flashback of Vincent Price and his wife. Um, and they're hanging out with friends. I can, there's, I can't, I got to be real careful here because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but they're hanging out with some friends and it kind of shows what his life was like and what the world was like before this virus spread. And then we kind of see what happens and how people got sick and everyone around him got sick. Uh, and then we jump back to uh, quote unquote present day. And uh, we kind of figure out who some of these undead people are that are banging on his door. Because at night he, he has himself barred into his home. And during the day, he goes out and he hunts these vampires um, and stakes them through the heart. And it's weird because I don't know if this is in the book or not, but they use like the old cliche vampire tropes with garlic on the door, mirrors, stake through the heart. I kind of would have I would have thought that uh, those sort of traditional tropes would have been thrown out in something interesting would have been done with that considering it was written by uh, um, Richard Matheson, uh, who is an excellent writer, by the way. He wrote a lot of episodes for uh, the Twilight Zone. Uh, I have one of his books um, I got on the Kindle. I think it was, it was really cheap. It was like five bucks. And it's just a huge collection of his short stories. Uh, and then he also wrote um, The Legend of Hell House. Great writer. I thought he would have done something interesting 
Or maybe he did the book, and maybe that's why he was upset with the script, because they used, you know, Steak to the Heart and, and stuff people back then were expecting from vampire movies. But the overall story, to get back to that, I, I got a little sidetracked, I apologize. Um, I thought it was interesting, you know what I mean? It it wasn't this one-note film that I thought it was going to be, just this guy trying to survive. Uh, he meets other people. He meets another woman, uh, and he befriends her, and things, more stuff starts to happen. And I thought that would have happened earlier in the film, like maybe in, you know, right at the beginning of the second act. But it took a while to get up to this part. And everything that unfolds after that was pretty interesting. Uh, I I liked it. I enjoyed the plot. I thought it was... Again, I thought it was interesting. I use that word a lot, don't I? I thought it was interesting. It was an interesting plot. The man, I can't. It's hard to to say stuff without spoiling that part of the film. But what happens with that woman and who she is, I thought was a nice twist on the story itself. That's about all I can say. I thought it was a nice twist on that. So this was filmed in Italy. You can't really tell. I, I guess they filmed it in Italy. That's why a lot of the actors are, are Italian. Uh, and I wonder if that's why they used a lot of ADR. And I don't know much about filmmaking back in the in the 60s and the 50s. Uh, but you could tell there was a lot of ADR used. Some of the sync or some of the... the Spoken words and the movements of the mouths were out of sync at some points, and it kind of threw me off. Uh, it kind of brought me out of the experience. Uh, and you could, the way you can tell when somebody's inside of a sound studio, especially back then, they're inside of a sound a sound studio because it has an echo, it has a room echo when it shouldn't have that if they're outside. Uh, that's like a minor critique, and, and you know they were limited to what they had back then. Overall, the film was good. It was entertaining. I didn't get bored. It, it didn't feel overly dated for me. The only part that felt dated was the garlic and the and the steak through the heart and that sort of thing. What I really liked about it, though, was the vampires, because I think this, from what I could tell, the the book was sort of the the beginning of our apocalyptic zombie vampire genre or subgenre in horror and the way the way all this is brought about was was cool you can see you can see where this is sort of like the beginning of what we have now of all the post apocalyptic stuff with viruses destroying the world uh, i think a lot of that really came from this novel and and maybe even this film. But the way the vampires acted, they acted kind of like zombies. They were slow moving. They mumbled. They actually could talk, uh, but they mumbled and they, they kind of had what I would call a slow southern drawl. Uh, but it was kind of like this mix between vampire and zombie. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a a nifty way of doing the undead. And I think the the book came out long before 
Night of the Living Dead, so I'm wondering if maybe George Romero borrowed some ideas from this. Yeah, so the book was released in 1954. Night of the Living Dead was came out in 1964, 65, I think. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like George Romero borrowed a lot of his his zombie concepts from uh, George Matheson because I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but George uh, Romero always said that he didn't set out to make a zombie movie. He made a ghoul film. They were ghouls. Uh, but there's a lot of similarities there between the vampires in, uh, in the last man on earth and the zombies in George Romero's not living dead. So you can, you can kind of draw some conclusions from that. Great film. If you haven't seen it, I do recommend you watch it because it is a classic film and it's one of those things I wish I had watched a lot sooner. This is sort of like required reading. You know what I mean? This is required watching. If you're a horror fan, watch this film and you can see where a lot of modern films picked up from this. Not only the film, but probably the book itself. I already read the book now because I like the movie. The ending... I don't know if I like the ending. The ending felt a little rushed to me, but I think it had a similar ending to the to the novel. Uh, but I do want to read the book now, and I'm I'm sure they got it on on the Kindle for pretty cheap, uh, so I'll probably pick that up. Uh, yeah, great film. I thought it was good. I out of a five, I would give this like a four and a half, only because some of the actors didn't do so great, uh, and the the whole dialogue kind of screwed with me a little bit. Uh, but yeah, four and a half out of five. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. If you don't have Prime, there's a lot of great horror films on there, surprisingly. Uh, so yeah, if you don't have Prime, check that out. I mean, there's other reasons to get Prime too. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of films there, especially in the horror genre, to watch uh, on Prime now. Uh, funny story. After I watched this movie, we we were out somewhere. And I kind of had the thought, if Vincent Price were alive today, what would he tweet about? And my kid, 18-year-old, was like, who's going to respond? Like, who is who is even – nobody knows who Vincent Price is. Like, do you know who Vincent Price is? No. I'm like, are you serious? I never – don't know who this person is. I was like, wow. And I wonder if that's if that's a generational thing or is that a genre thing? Like if you're not a if you're a younger fan of horror, do you know who Vincent Price is? If you it, let me know your answer, tweet me on on Twitter uh, at scream underscore stream, or or on Instagram at scream stream. Uh, let me know if, if you know who Vincent Price is, because if you don't, I'm gonna be sad, and you should probably not call yourself a horror fan. If if you're a horror fan, you you gotta know who Vincent Price is. Come on, man. Um, but the kid's not a horror fan. But still, you would think, like Vincent Price, who doesn't know who that. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I, I digress. I'm going off on another tangent. Uh, so, new releases. I have not put together a list of new releases, uh, as I did not on the last episode. So, I'm going to do this right now. So, let me head over to Netflix. Or uh, the site I use is What's New on Netflix, or what's is it What's What's on Netflix. Yeah, what's-on-netflix.com. That's the site that I've been using. It's not always accurate, but we're going to check it out and see what they have. So for this week, actually, there's nothing. There, I, I see nothing here. Come on, Netflix, you're killing me. 
This is like the second week in a row that, that nothing, no new horror has been added on Netflix, at least from what I can see. That's really sad. Why is there no new horror on Netflix? Killing me, Smalls. All right, so let's go check. Uh, let's go check Shutter. What's new on Shutter? Even though I don't have Shutter, I should still. I need to get. I need to get it. All right, newly added on Shutter. Hey, they changed their website up a little bit. Newly added on Shutter, we have the Dead or Alive series. I think this is a Japanese horror series. Uh, then we have. Actually, that's it. Those are the three new films. Dead or Alive series. I don't know anything about these movies. Uh, if you've seen them, let me know how they are. Uh, I still need to get my Shutter subscription. I might do that. I don't know. It depends on what my wife says. She already fussed at me because I was wanting the uh, Xbox Game Pass. And she kind of said that I can't have any more subscription services. So, but I don't know. All right. So on Amazon Prime, we have quite a bit of new stuff. Uh, Wake the Witch from 2013. I think I've heard about this movie. No, 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 no. That's I'm thinking about the the Noonday Witch. I've never heard about the or heard of this. Uh, maybe I'll add it to the watch list. It has no reviews. Uh, Suspect Zero. That was supposed to be really good. That came out in 2004. The Loved Ones. I started watching this a few years ago, and I couldn't. I couldn't finish it. Not because it was bad. Because it's like. Super extreme torture porn. I think it's an Australian film. I really need to go back and, and watch it again. Um, but from just like the first 20 minutes was was gruesome. So yeah, I, I do need to go back and watch that. Uh, Vampire Clan from 2002. I think that was like a, a low-budget film. Uh, the Last Night, an Irish Ghost Story. The Manchurian Candidate. I don't know why it's in horror. That's more of a thriller film. Hansel and Gretel from 2013. I think I watched that. I, mean, I don't remember. Uh, maybe I did. Southbound. Uh, I don't think I mentioned that one last week. It, no, no, no. I think it came out after. Yeah, I think Southbound was released after I released uh, last week's episode. Southbound, if you haven't seen that, it's an anthology. An ind uh, independent anthology. Really good film. I don't remember if I reviewed this. Maybe I, I did. I think I did review this on uh, Screamstream 1.0. I did do a review of that. Really good film. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on Prime now. And then lastly, Hulu. Now, I do want to talk about Hulu because there are a couple of things that I saw recently, one of, the, one of which I watched uh, today. So recently on Hulu, we have uh, Stephen King's Thinner, uh, 10 by 10, and The Houses October Built Part 2. Uh, I love, love, love the first one. These are uh, found footage films. If you haven't seen How the Houses October Build, you got to watch that. And part two uh, came out um, earlier this year, and I've been waiting for it to hit one of the streaming services, and it finally hit Hulu uh, this week, and I watched it today. I'm going to do – actually, I'm going to do a review for the Instagram TV channel uh, the scream stream instagram scream stream igtv channel they gave me 10 minutes so i'm gonna do a probably a, a less than 10 minute review of that spoiler free of course and test out that whole new instagram tv or yeah igtv thing so if you want to follow me over there it's uh at scream stream so then we we'll also have cabin fever patient zero stephen king's the dead zone out of the dark with um i can't remember that girl's name Lily Sobieski, I think is what her name is. Uh, then we have Stephen King's Christine. 
a film called Tamara. I think I've heard about this. It actually has, it's got a, it's got like a, what's that? A three and a half. Yeah, it's got a three and a half. So that's not bad. Maybe I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, Sweeney Todd, where the skin lies, a uh, spawn, Stephen King's it. Uh, all the Stephen King stuff is also uh, streaming on Shutter as well. And that's all the new stuff I see for Hulu. Hulu actually has some really good stuff, um, horror films as well. Uh, so if you don't have Hulu, maybe check them out. I think you get like a, you can get like a two-week free trial or seven-day free trial. But at least you can go and check out and see what they got. Uh, they have a lot of this stuff from Full Moon, like the old Full Moon stuff when Full Moon was actually a really good studio. Now they just release a lot of trash to be honest with you I, i'm sorry it, it a lot of it's garbage uh but their earlier films are really good and hulu has them so maybe you might want to go and check those out as well so i think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of scream stream if you want to keep up with me outside of the podcast you can do so at screampod.com and there i have links to all of my social profiles i have links to the patreon page if you want to support the show patreon.com slash screamstream uh, i don't have the link up there for the for the uh the t public store yet but if you want to go directly there it's uh, tpublic.com slash stores slash scream dash stream i have a link to that in the show notes for the episode if you go and buy a shirt, even if you don't buy one of the ScreamStream shirts, there's a lot of really cool designs that I've added to the storefront. Uh, and when you buy a shirt, you're supporting not only uh, the ScreamStream podcast, but an independent artist as well, because we all get a commission. Uh, I get three bucks for a sale, for a shirt sale, so that's not too bad. Remember to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already, and you can do so through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, TuneIn Radio, Pocket Casts. Uh, I forgot some of the other ones. Uh, Castro is one of them. Uh, there's some other really big ones on the on the iPhone, iOS. I use Android, so I'm using Pocket Casts. Oh, and then also Google finally released their native podcast app, and I am there as well. Uh, if you just do a search for ScreamStream. And then lastly, uh, music used for ScreamStream was created by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech. Com. If you are a creator and you need some uh, royalty-free music, go check out his site. There's tons and tons and stuff of uh, music over there for you to use royalty-free. Uh, you just have to you know, give him credit. So until next week, I'm James Gass saying, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night. Good night.